0: This is Relationship, a podcast presenting a gay look at traditional relationships and values with your hosts, the Cotellis. I am Marco. And I'm Tony. We're back for yet another week. How exciting. (laughs) Our little baby podcast is growing up. It is. It is really (laughs) growing up, actually. How are you today? I'm well.
1: I'm very well. I've been enjoying this sort of returning to rhythm thing that's been happening um and it's been making me quite pleased right
0: it's good
1: yeah so like the the prepping for the week with the food and the you know going uh, to work out after uh work and um you know talking to people on a regular basis and like just having sort of our routine kind of back it's yeah been nice
0: it is but it's been really good yeah. It's taking a little bit of time, but it's been fun. Mm, well, we're about to slide into chaos
1: once and, once more.
0: Yeah. Um because we're story have, of our lives.
1: Yeah, cuz we only have a few more weeks until everything starts happening with weddings and travel and all that. Again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but it's been exciting. We had a good weekend. You got to try an Aperol spritz for the first time. I sure did. What, what were a your delicious thoughts? drink. It's,
1: it's delightful. I like I like those light um uh, refreshing
0: drinks—they're very nice. It's, um, yeah, it's a good one. I like a good summertime drink. I'm all about a good summertime drink—the drinks that like make you want to like sit out on a patio and like just like drink all day and like have a really good time. They're all fun <laughs> and like refreshing and light and. Very tasty. Mm-hmm. It was good. I enjoy it. I, as I was saying all weekend, Aperol Spritz are the new Froze. So I'm <laughs> a huge, huge fan of that. I'm happy. I'm very excited. What say you we get um, into our hashtag gay relationship goals for the week? Let's. Every week, Tony and I will pick a wonderful queer couple and highlight them as our hashtag gay relationship goals. Our hope is to bring these relationships to the forefront and give a sense of positivity and perspective to the gay relationship narrative. If you and your partner are interested in becoming our hashtag gay relationship goals, or if there is a queer relationship that you admire and would like to bring to our attention, please reach out to us. Tag us on some of these adorable couples photos on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter Um, Our handle is at pod relationship. Tony and I will take a look at these photos and posts and could potentially highlight you and your partner on an episode of the podcast this week. Tony and I are highlighting a fantastic couple um, that I've kind of learned to fall in love with um, over, I don't know, the past few months or so. Um, It is the relationship of, fitness motivator sean t and his husband scott or scotty um i love this couple they are as i said sean is a fitness motivator and um he and scott are the father of two twins or i guess it would be two twins right (laughs) a set of twins (laughs) a set of twins right Um, But I just love looking at this relationship. They are just, I feel so real. I mean, don't get me wrong. They are like public figures. So a lot of people know about them. But I feel like there's like a a reality to who they are as dads Mm -hmm. that is just really exciting to me. Um, One of the posts that I was looking at on Sean's page was talking about like a friend apparently like came over and was like, hey, y'all need to go out and have a really good time. So we're taking care of the twins and like we want you guys to have a date night. So the two of them were like, Oh shit, like, let's get together. Like, we don't even remember how to, like, get ready to, like, go out <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> So they were, like, taking video of them, like, in the mirror, like, getting dressed, like, really quickly, like, trying to get themselves together and, like, head out of the house in, like, 20 minutes. Because they knew if they didn't do that, that they would fall asleep. (laughs) Because they're fathers. And, you know, when you have twins running around, like infant twins running around, like you don't necessarily have the ability to like stay up past eight Mm. o'clock. So they were doing that. And I just found that to be very, I I don't know, like real. Like just really nice to see. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love them. I think they're so cool.
1: Yeah, they're super cute. And like you said, there's this... There's this realness, this relatability to them. Um, And I I like the way they, I don't know. I just like the way their family looks. Like, it looks like they really got exactly what they wanted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's this picture perfect, like, this is what we've always been working toward. And here it is. And we're being, like, super successful and super happy. Like, I think it's just wonderful to celebrate them and to see, to see that, like, here you can have exactly what you want and here it is, it exists and it's real and it's true. And there's so much of it that is like classic images, I would say. Um, And I don't think they were trying to do that, but like it reminds me of pictures I've seen of like other families and um, uh, my family members growing up and their marriages and their, their relationships and their children when they were young. You know, it's like there's this universality to it. Um, That just makes it, I think, that much more fulfilling. Like, If you haven't looked at one of our hashtag gay relationship goals
0: yet to see what the image we're trying to convey is, go look this week. Yeah, it's really exciting. And of course, Sean T, everyone knows Sean. He has been in the public for a really long time. Cause he was, I think he used to do insanity workouts and he used to have all these like fitness videos and things like that, that motivated people. And clearly Scott has been watching the videos too, because the <laughs> couple that like works out together stays together. Right. <laughs> um, so I'm not really sure to be 100% honest. Again, my Instagram slash Google Ninja, skills have fail, failed me this week again yeah. another week in a row i know it's somebody's crazy somebody's getting old um i know right? <laughs> but um so i'm not sure what it is that Scott does but the two of them i mean of course are gorgeous men they both you can tell that they take very good care of their bodies and so i'm even more mesmerized by them because the fact that they are able to work out like take care of themselves but also be very good parents and take care of their kids and love their kids and be a part of their you know their lives and 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 everything that they've got going on um and then be there for one another like it's literally like one of those scenarios where you're like oh my god you really can't have it all right Mm -hmm. like you can do all of that great stuff Mm -hmm. you know they've got great careers they've got you know nothing but love for one another um and they're literally living the gay dream right now it's like fantastic (laughs) i love it um so if you guys are interested in following the guys um please follow them on instagram um sean is literally sean t um that's s-h-a-u-n-t um and then scott is s-c-o-t-t photo bombs. So I'm going to spell that. I'm not going to spell that out for y'all. I think you guys are smart enough to figure out how to make that happen. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like I said, they are both on um, Instagram and again, there's nothing more gorgeous than seeing gorgeous men taking care of their gorgeous families. Right. (laughs) It's just gorgeous. Um, So I love that. Um, So we are going to take a short break and then we're doing things a little bit differently this week. We um, have a part one and part two of these episodes that will follow Um, the next week but this first week we are doing a brief interview and we're talking a little about a little bit about visions of love and um, what the future looks like for each one of us and uh, how we came about that so stay tuned for part one see you soon if you live in the new york city area and you're looking for more relationship content join us for our monthly group meeting where we and like-minded couples and singles within the community will discuss relationship topics related to the podcast. Go to meetup.com and search for a relationship and join. That's shit with an exclamation point instead of an I monthly meeting dates and various social activities will be posted on the group page where you will have the opportunity to be a part of a larger dialogue surrounding many important relationship topics and get the opportunity to connect and have fun with others within the community. Again, go to meetup.com and search for relationship to join. We look forward to seeing you at our next meeting.
1: Welcome back, everyone. So for um, this week and the next week, we're going to do um, a, uh, an interview um, for each of us um, following the same theme of the vision of love, which is what, um, what does your future look like together? Um, and so Marco is going to start, and I'm going to ask him a couple of questions um, about what that looks like for him. And then next week, he's going to do the same for me. So husband... Um, tell us, uh, our listeners and me, tell us what does our
0: future look like for you? Hmm. What do you, what do you envision? It's so it's funny. It's a very interesting question for me because I think that if you would have asked me this question, what, like almost nine years ago, it would have been a completely different answer than it is now. Um, back when you and I started dating, we were very, there was like no swaying as we both were convinced that it was, you know, we got to get together. There's going to be marriage. Then there has to be children. And there's going to be this like solid family situation that takes place. Um, And I'm not saying that that doesn't exist in me anymore or for me anymore. Um, It's, it's just, it just looks a little bit different than it did before. So I think that where I was like strict and was not interested in swaying from, the way I felt behind those things, it doesn't exist anymore for me. Um, I don't know what our future looks like. Mm. And I think that's part of what's really exciting for me is, um, you know, once you start getting older in life, you know, when you're young, you, you, Go about life trying to plan every little fucking thing, right? You're like, I'm going to get married by this age, and I need to have children by this age, and I need to be doing this job, and I need to have this position by the time that happens, and, you know, we need to live in this city, and these are the ways that I'm going to, like, maneuver, and this is the kind of love that we're going to have, and, all like, you try to, like, plan everything, right? Mm. As I've gotten older, I've come to realize that I don't know shit and trying to plan (laughs) everything is kind of pointless. It's really, really pointless because I never thought that life was going to take us where it took us. I never envisioned that you and I would be married in New York City. I wanted that to be my life, right? Because I've always wanted to live in New York. I always loved the idea of living here. It was something that was very exciting for me. But I never thought that this is where life would have taken me. I Mm. never thought that. Um, I don't know if I want to have children. I really don't. And it's crazy because some days I wake up and I'm like, yes, give me all the children in the world (laughs) because I want every single one of them. Um, And then there's days where I wake up and I'm like, yeah, sleeping in till 11 o'clock can't happen if you have children. (laughs) It's just not a possibility. And, you know, we have a dog um, and a cat and traveling is already challenging for us because we're like, who the hell is going to babysit our kids when we're gone, right? (laughs) So I think about those things and I think about what life would look like for you and I if we didn't have kids around. Um, And it gets me really, really excited. But then I also think about what life would look like if we did have kids around. Mm -hmm. And that gets me equally as excited. And so I just don't know. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I think that we have um, incredible nieces and nephews and things like that. That we, you know, my brother's daughter is the light of our lives. And I'm obsessed with her. Me too. Um, You know, my cousin, um, Melissa, has incredible children that mean the world to me as well. And I'm, you know, I'm really excited about becoming like a, a better uncle to them. Like and being able to like spend more time with them and see them more frequently. You know, they live across the country from me, so I don't really have the ability to, like, be with them as often as I would like to. But I, I think about how that can change, um, especially as we get older and we get more settled into our careers and we start making more money and we start having that disposable income. We're getting ourselves out of debt, you know, and all of that stuff, which I think is, like, fantastic. But I don't know, I don't know what our future looks like. I think you and I are a little bit more on um the same page with homeownership which has been interesting because i never wanted to own a home personally um because the idea of being like stuck to a piece of property or or land like terrifies the shit out of me like it really scares me like it's just something that just makes me feel antsy um but as we've been living in new york and we and new york there's always it's always a renter's market here in new york right Mm -hmm. um i think you and i have thought about like how lucrative it would be for us to actually own property here so i think the idea of it becoming kind of like a business has been a little bit more exciting to me than anything else because we know that we could stay there and we can have the family aspect of it there but if we decide that we don't want to live here anymore we know we always have the opportunity to rent it out Mm -hmm. um and i think that that has been really exciting for me too um And then I love my job so much, so much, and I can see the future and the growth and the progress in in what it is that I'm doing. So I know that I'm going to be a boss bitch there (laughs) one day, which is really exciting to me. Um, And I want it very badly. Like I I want to be successful and I want to do a really good job there. Um, So that's exciting to me. And I know you're doing really well in your career as well. I know that you've got a lot going on and there are a lot of irons in the fire right now for you two that can make you become a boss bitch in your own right which is exciting as well um so I, the only thing i see for our future is just success i just see us successfully like <laughs> dominating our part of the world which is mm-hmm. going to be exciting um i don't know what that means like on like a granular level um i i don't know what that means i i don't know if that includes children i don't know if that means that we're going to be you know Single and travel... Uh, not single, but, like, uh, just you and I traveling the world and doing our own thing. But I do know that I wake up every single day looking forward to seeing where it takes us. Hmm. It does excite me. A lot. That's great. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's very interesting. Like I said, it's so crazy how as you get older in life, like, kind of... Um, I don't know. Life kind of slaps you up a little bit. And <laughs> it, it, and and sometimes in like, you know, a very negative way, but sometimes in an incredibly positive way, like life slaps you up, like life owns you, <laughs> right? It tells you what it's going to do um, instead of you determining things. And I am a very focused human being. So I like to put a lot of things out into the universe and say like what it is that I would like to accomplish. And I do try to accomplish it like at a very surface level, like by way of like, it would be really cool to retire and travel the world and literally live in like a different city every two years. Right. Mm. That is something that I would really like to do. And I want that for our future. I don't know when that's going to happen because I don't think you and I are ever going to stop working. <laughs> We're just not those people that would do that. Um, and I don't know what cities it's going to be. I would love to live in Paris. I would love to live in Nashville. I would love to like check out Austin. I would love to be in London for a little bit. I would love to go to Morocco. I would love to be everywhere all the time, right? And I think that would be great. But I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen I don't know what's I don't know what's going to make that happen. Mm. But I think the idea of it sounds really cool. So I'm going to put it out there as an idea and hopefully the universe will respond to me and give it to me in some kind of way, shape, or form. Um but that's about it. Like that's the only thing that I can that's the only thing I can put out there. That's about it. Like that's I that's that's the only place that I I live with that. I don't know. Did I answer that question? I think I don't know. Yeah, Uh,
1: you did. I mean, so it sounds like you know there's a more of a sense of what it feels like than a concrete what it looks like. But I think that's. I think it's like you said. Like as you get older, it becomes that. Like you don't feel like you have to make it look a certain way. Right. Um, So I think that's. I think that's a good vision. Is there any other piece of it?
0: No, I mean, I think I, I I want you and I to be really financially stable like I want us to feel really 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 good and I think we're well on our way to feeling that way right now which is incredible Um, and then I just want to be able to get closer to our families and like have a good time we love the distance that we have with our families but at the same time I think as we're getting older like we want to spend more time with our siblings and things like that so I definitely want to make sure that happens and I definitely want to make sure I have the opportunity to spend time with my parents um, your dad Your aunt and uncle who, you know, means a lot to us as well. Our grandparents. Um, I want to make sure that we and and all of our cousins, because we have a lot of really cool cousins that mean a lot to us as well. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure that we have the opportunity to see them and be with them and be a part of their lives and and everything like that, too. Um, But, no, you know, like I said, for the most part, I just want to I just want to live life and I just want to live it the best way that I can and in turn, the best way that like you and I can together. Um, and I just want for us to be healthy and loving. I want us to be hashtag gay relationship goals. You know, I want <laughs> I want somebody to sit back and look at what we're doing in life and say like, oh my god, I want that. Like, I want that. I love the way that that looks. I love what they're doing. I love the message that they're putting out there. I like how this is panning out. Like, I I want to make sure that we are doing our part to be the positive part of this narrative is that like I, I feel like we have a responsibility to it by way of how we live our lives and what people are able to see as well um but i do want to find new ways to love you even more i want to um find ways to enjoy you even more so that um it's genuine and it's true as well Hmm. Um so I do I like I said like the only visions I have for our future is for you and I to just keep doing what we're doing and like intensify it a little bit more and just make sure that we're doing it with the utmost love and um I don't know care and respect for one another and what we have um so then that way when we do receive all of the beautiful gifts that the world is going to give us later on we're we're doing it in a I don't know we're we're accepting it in a way that is deserving. Hmm. Well said. That's my thing. So that's it. That's my visions for our future. There you go. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a quick break um, and stay
1: tuned for part one of a very surprising interview. Hey, folks, it's your favorite host, Tony. And Marco. We need a favor. Please stop what you're doing right this very moment and head to your podcast directory and rate and review relationship.
0: We know, we know. It's a big ask, but we need your help in getting the word out about the podcast. And your reviews are the best way to make that happen. So, if you have two minutes, go ahead and give us a five-star rating. Then, write a review and tell everyone about how much you love our voices. Or how we're your favorite hosts. Or that this really important conversation is helping you along the way. Just a few ideas, in case you get writer's block. (laughs) anyways we appreciate your help and thank you for the support your participation will only make relationship better
1: we're going to get back to the show now but we love all of you Thanks.
0: thanks and we are back we're so excited to be here Um, So this is interesting because this is a a rare opportunity. Um, It just so happens that a hashtag gay relationship goal from previous weeks. Two weeks ago are now sitting in front of us, (laughs) which is like really exciting. So we're so happy because Eddie Pendergraft and Tony Mansker are here. If you guys remember, they were our hashtag gay relationship goals episode 20 from episode 20, Mm -hmm. which is exciting. So, um, and they are here. I managed to stalk them enough on Instagram to, get them to come and uh, be with us. Let's so say hello, guys. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having us, guys. Such we're, a pleasure to be here. We're so happy that you guys are here with us.
1: Super excited. This is a great, um, I think, illustration of what community really means.
0: Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. It's fun, too, and I'm excited because we, we got to, like, sit and talk and chat and get to know each other before, mm-hmm. like, going through the recording and things like that. So I feel like it's not, like, complete strangers talking in front of microphones, which mm-hmm. is, like, the most, like... <laughs> I, I, interesting way to get to know one another right Right. exactly (laughs) awesome so i mean you guys were our hashtag gay relationship goals because we again as we were like going through all of the profiles and and the hashtag that i end up getting getting to see like i was just so fond of um again the images that you guys kind of put out there and like the love that it that it shows that you guys have for one another thank you um, and so it was just such a pleasure to like be able to highlight you and then now to get to, to be able to talk to you guys again.
2: Well, thanks. We happen to like one another. <laughs> yeah, he's
0: all right. Strange what? concept, right? Yeah. What's that like? Yeah, <laughs> question, I've right? yet to find it. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so let me, let me get us started, uh, in true, uh, relationship fashion and have you introduce each other. Okay. So if you would start Tony.
2: Well, this is my husband, Eddie Pendergraft. Uh, He's Harry Edward Pendergraft, but we call him Eddie. I know. (laughs) know. We call him Eddie. I met Eddie uh, almost 14 years ago in Atlantic City on the first job i ever choreographed as a professional choreographer it was a production of footloose at the trump plaza we were there yeah. <laughs> but, hey listen it was a great gig Ooh. we got we got free food in the casino commissary 24 hours a day 7 days a week and we got to do our show and i met my future husband there oh, uh-huh. sounds all right um, uh, yeah we'll give as, him a little bit of credit right yeah. just a teeny bit as the story goes uh, i it's my understanding that when I was teaching rehearsals, I taught to one person only when we were running rehearsals. I didn't know this was happening. Um, He knew it was happening. And I guess he had commiserated with some other cast members to find out if he was imagining it or not. And um, (laughs) it turned out that it was not imagined that I was directing all choreography at Eddie, not because he couldn't do it, but because I just couldn't keep my eyes off him. Oh,
3: insecure the entire time because I was like, why, what am I doing wrong? The choreographer is like, literally looking at me and talking to me the entire time
2: (laughs) and I didn't I didn't know him well I only met him in auditions so um uh, I did wait till opening night out of respect before I made any moves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we opened and that evening I made my move. Nice. <laughs> the move um, heard around the world apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and um uh you know, I will be honest, I was in a, a pretty negative relationship at that time. I was at mm. the end of that relationship and um Eddie uh I guess I guess we could call him the rebound. Except here we are, fourteen years later. So to, to say that would be really uh, like a like an insult because Eddie showed me that that I didn't need to put up with some of the things that I was putting up with to find love in this world. Good so for you both for that. that. Um, and it was a, it was a long journey out. I was kind of damaged mm. at that point in time. He really saw me through that damaged part of my life and through my healing um, of of what had happened prior, uh, and then. He and I had been together. We we continued on together as as boyfriends for a while. We both booked Broadway contracts within moments of one another. Oh Literally wow. within I think within a month of each other, actually we booked Broadway contracts, and we were Broadway boyfriends for a while. And then, uh, oh my god, in, you guys
0: are living the gay life! Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: in two thousand eight, uh, we took our first. European vacation together we took two, we saved our vacations took a two week vacation to Europe started in Barcelona and before we left Barcelona I proposed to him oh. wow I carried my ring in my in my coat pocket on the plane and every day because I didn't know how it was going to happen I just knew that I had it and I knew that I was going to do it there and that it was so heavy and, <laughs> yes, yes and uh, so at a, at a really beautiful restaurant in Barcelona I proposed to him and we decided then that we would not set a date but assuming that New York's New York State was going to legalize gay marriage soon thereafter. Mm. And it turns out they didn't. And so uh, two years later, I rounded out my time in Mary Poppins on Broadway and said, I'm, I have a show to do in Washington, D.C. Let's plan our wedding around closing because it's legal there. And so we were mm. able to plan our wedding <clears throat> around the closing of that show in D.C. And we got married outside of the
3: Jefferson Memorial. Wow. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. How gorgeous. I love it. I, now that, I didn't see pictures of that we'll have to get some are they up oh yeah they're are more they? on my Facebook than they
0: are gotcha oh we're gonna
3: have to check that out yeah.
0: we'll have to stalk you on there I'm, oh, yeah. I'm really good at sleuthing on yeah social there's media. totally
3: a lot of pictures from it there so oh awesome. I would love to that's see that's a gorgeous story that's thank you. beautiful thank you for telling us I that. I love it
1: and what an introduction I know yeah, I know and I'm supposed to follow
3: that yeah you are I, okay, now I'm going to introduce Anthony Richard Mansker oh my god <laughs> 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 oh <going> full names <laughs> <laughs> or or I call him Tony. So, my entire life, I always said I was going to have a Tony, and I wasn't specific. Theater of New York. <laughs> <Award>. <laughs> I have Tony Mansker, which is a really great second runner up. I mean, At least you can always say that you have a Tony. You <laughs> always have a Tony, exactly. <laughs> um, Tony um, is someone who's a leader, and he's an inspiration for what we do in our work. Um, he, although he, thinks he came as damaged I was also very damaged because I lost my mother recently when I first met Tony Mm. so he was someone in my life who showed me how to love and how to um, have a support system in my life again Mm. Um, and it was a really important time in my life as well to, to have that Um, and he is someone at every step of every way challenges me to be a better person and holds me accountable for everything I say and all the actions I do and makes fun of me for being so sure of myself and (laughs) I have to evaluate the sureness that I do carry with me to make sure that I am sure that it's better. you know, and so not that I can say to go on more of a story that he told you as our introduction, but the man who I choose to be with makes me very happy every day and...
0: I love him for it. And so he's a really great guy. He is. And I don't know if you
1: all can hear it, but we can see it here that just how true that is and how beautiful it is. Thank
0: you. It's amazing. And again, this is why you were picked as the hashtag gay (laughs) relationship goals, because, you know, it's so funny. And I think it sounds so millennial to say, but like there are things that you can gather from pictures right images Mm -hmm. and profiles and the and words and things that you guys say and and um it was looking at your profile and like the way that you talked about your husband that I was like they really like each other like this is really exciting like I have I just have to um and it was just super beneficial that you guys were local and that it um I don't know I, I felt like we had maybe a little bit of hope to be able to be a part of some of that magic. Um, so it was, it was just really cool. I love it. Thanks. you. Yeah, it's wonderful.
1: Speaking of the, the, the reason we highlighted you, part of it was um, your longevity. Uh, and we got into that in our episode. But um, re- refresh our listeners' memories. Um, how long have you two been together?
3: Well, Tony always answers his question correctly because I'm always the one who messes it up. But I'll answer. We've been together 14 years uh, this summer, mm-hmm. um, and we've been married eight. See, I had to stop to pause to see Well it done. No, it after you got me. it. Exactly exactly it. it. So you got like, it. People ask me, I was like, Oh God, what is it? What is the number? <laughs> it's and you know, as I say, that's like three hundred years in gay years. Totally, so, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, so maybe that's why it's just it. it I feel like Tony and I. Uh, he, as he mentioned, we met in Atlantic City, but we have lived lifetimes together before. I feel like it's so. That we met in Atlantic City. We always joke that we had a vaudeville act together or something. We've known each other before, but mm. to have met there and to like find each other and pick up right where we left off was really a really cool thing. And at every turn, we're always like, yeah, I know you. I know mm-hmm. you. And I think that's part of that 14 years.
2: 14 years later, we're still having a great time together. We still invest so much in, in enjoying each other and having fun together. We mm. still have such a blast together. you know. And I if i'm by myself i do have been doing a lot of work away from new york city always have and i find that if i'm sent away by myself on business like i was sent away to new orleans and was in the french quarter by myself and all i found myself desiring was him to be next to me to share mm. the beauty of that architecture or the gorgeousness of that magnolia bush or you know things that i know he would appreciate i found myself just going oh, i wish he was here right now cuz i yeah. want to share this with him and that that really it's it's true it's not something that we are Manifesting in a fake way It's like I authentically Love sharing my space And my time And my experiences with him mm. That's awesome
1: It's beautiful I know that's um That's uh, Something I can definitely Identify with Because that's always My thing is Anytime I go away from you Or you go away from me I always think about like what would Marco say right now? Mm-hmm. I bet yeah. you, you would take a picture of this.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I tend to travel a little bit more than Tony does, a lot uh, more. especially by myself. Um, and that, and I always and I always think that. I'm always like, oh, my God, I ate at this really great restaurant, and I know exactly what you would have ordered mm-hmm. off of the menu. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, like those just like little things that just m- make the relationship real, right? Yeah. Because you guys know each other so intricately. Like, yes. you, you know exactly what will end up happening and things like that. So it's really awesome. Um, I love it. That's so, I, I don't know. It just makes me, I, it makes me giddy for you guys. It's like really <laughs> exciting. Um, So how do you think that you have been able to keep the relationship lasting as long as it has? Because, I mean, let's be honest, right? Gay culture is kind of like in there, out there, right? Like, it's kind of like, oh, like, did that. It was cool. Now I'm on to the next kind of thing like that. What would you attribute to your ability to, like, Stay in communication
3: a long term. is really communication, communication, communication like we talk about everything mm-hmm. we're very open with one another um, I'm not afraid to talk to him about anything and I don't think he's afraid to talk to me about anything no. and honesty within that um, it's just so much easier to tell the truth about stuff and not want to keep secrets and good sex we are we are real with
2: each other to a fault even mm-hmm. if it's painful and has to be you know and takes some time to deal with what we've said we really participate in in being in living up to our word and being straight with one another and i mean straight and uh, t- straight to the point and
0: honest <laughs> yeah
2: um I, I the last thing that i want <clears throat> to ever do is confess anything to him. I hate the idea of mm. any type of confessions. That is like the last thing in the world I want to do in this relationship is have something that I've done that I have to go in and then confess and own up to. Do you know? Mm. So I really, when I'm away from him and I'm looking at choices that I could make, the question always becomes, am I going to have to confess something after this? Because if so, I'm just not doing it. I'm not participating in that because I really hate that. I don't, I hate the process of having to build up the bravery to confess something. I don't want to be participating in having to confess of like something I've done that I knew would be bad. So we don't, um, bad for our relationship, I say. So I don't like to participate in anything like that.
0: I've never once thought about it like that. Yeah,
1: that's a great yardstick.
0: I've never once thought about it like that. I think that that is so. That, profound. Yeah, I think that that Thanks. is. Like, yeah, uh, that's something
2: I just thought yeah, of. I don't. I hate confessing. Yeah, I don't want about be it. Confessing when you're in a situation
3: anything. that you have to bring up to someone something that you have to confess to them and how it makes you feel. Mm-hmm. So to have to re to do that more than once to someone that you share your life with, like, just why why bother go through that stress when you can just be
0: upfront and honest about it. Yeah.
3: Times yeah. and there are consequences for being upfront and honest. I'm a very blunt person, and my mouth gets me in trouble a lot, and I have to uh own those words, I say. <laughs>
0: I'm not that it doesn't get me in trouble. Uh, <laughs> it gets you in doesn't trouble. doesn't get me in trouble. You just ignore the trouble. I Please continue. <laughs> um, I,
3: also,
2: I also have to say, I feel like for us, you know, because we're married and we stood in a ceremony in front of our family, in front of our spiritual beliefs and, you know, our our, our version of God and, and made vows, those vows are were made in a very like in a ceremony in a ritual that was very that really was spiritual for on the, on a level for both of us that is indescribable right and so those vows remain as important to me today as as the second that I said them in mm. that moment and so that goes along with that I don't want to confess anything cuz I don't want to break those vows I don't want to to ruin what I said that day that day I meant those things
3: I meant those things we... the fullness of my being you know also mm. vowed to continue to um remind each other to continue to grow and change because our parents and their parents, if you look back at your families, they're, everyone gets set in their ways. Mm-hmm. And you've got to continue to change with time because time continues to grow. Mm-hmm. So you have to continue to grow. And I look at so many parents of our generation who don't really like one another, who don't yeah. sleep in the same bedrooms. And it's like, well, do you guys still know one another? And how come you didn't take the time to continue to know each other as you grew older and have some kind of... Connection with that. So we find it very important to have separate lives as well, so that when we do come together, we have something to talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we've said that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, we both have different circles of friends then we have a group of friends who is our family of friends. Mm-hmm. We have our chosen family, but you know, we choose to have separate lives and to say go and do things like we were just talking about travel. Um, when I finished barber school, uh, one of our closest friends, our best friend from our wedding, was like, do you guys want to go to Mexico with me? I had some friends, we're going to Merida. Would love for you to come. And he's like, I can't go, you go. And I was like, really? You're going to let me go? And he's like, yeah, go on vacation. So I went for a week to Mexico and I'm, I want to take him back to where we went because it was so amazing. And Mm. I, again, was thinking the entire time, wish he was there with me, but was able to go have a vacation, buy him things because I was excited that I saw something was like, Ooh, he would love this and Mm -hmm. come home to have an excited husband to come home to. Yeah,
0: I don't know if you'd ever let me go out of the country without you. I mean, (laughs) I've I've been out for work purposes. You've gone to
3: Paris
1: a few times. Four times. Yeah.
0: But that was related to work. I don't know if, like, friends were like, oh, we're going on a vacation to such and such place. I guess it it would
1: depend, like, how much alone time have I gotten when they're asking you to go out? Because if it's very little... Bye bye. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I, listen. I gave him enough of a hard. I told him to go, but then I gave him a hard time oh, about it me, every day until he left. Me. Me. Every, <laughs> every, every I, day, I, I know, gave him a hard time. Like, you know, you're going on
3: vacation without <laughs> me. Well, you know,
2: he's like, well, you told me. I said, I know, but I'm gonna give you a hard time about it. <laughs> there was no guilt. There
3: was definitely the guilt trip that went along with the, the trip. So you know, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs>
0: Whatever. That was a
3: really loud eye roll. I hope
0: you could hear. it. Yeah, I know. I think yeah. they heard it. <laughs> <laughs> they we have listeners in Australia. I think they, yeah, yeah. It. <laughs> they heard it. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, that is. I. That's. I just think that that is so magical and just so cool.
1: Can I? Can I say um, one of the one of the things that um, I think we also highlighted um, that we noticed uh, about the two of you is someone said that you both act like you're still newlyweds. How do you do that? Like, I'm what? what's the dynamic? How, how, what fuels that? we're were being creepers.
0: I? Marco. It's all Marco. <laughs> I told you, I'm Marco. very good. If no, you want me tot- to stalk, or oh, I can yeah,
1: totally... No, do. We've, okay. found, we've found people who've but I, like, I just, lost contact with someone for like 10 years. Oh, yeah. No. He's good at I'm it. I'm
0: very... good. Like, I... I don't know. I've got a good eye for certain images. So I'll like read the image Uh and then read the caption because I'll know that there is something in there that I need. Yeah, there's no voodoo magic. This just
3: recently happened because we both work at the same dance studio together. Tony teaches dance and I teach acting and voice at a studio in the Bronx. Um, And one of the teachers, it was our uh, anniversary. And she was like, oh, how long have you guys been together? Like two, three years? I was like, oh, no, no, no. We've been together 14. We're actually married eight years now. And she was like, she she was really flabbergasted. She's like, I, I, really? Um, I thought you guys were newlyweds. And I was like, well, that's a compliment. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. And how do we remain newlyweds? How does that energy I guess there's a perception
2: that as you grow in marriage into the future that, that I guess that romance is supposed to die, that physical attraction is supposed to wane, that you're supposed to become less interested in one another, and that has not been our experience. Mm. And I can't speak to that because that has not been our experience. In fact, I was telling you earlier that I went to a bachelor party. Yeah, this past yeah. Months, right? Oh, God, I, I wanted mean, to exactly hear this story. A, yeah. It's, it's from my, for a good friend of mine. Um, he's getting married. I'm very, very happy for him. He's, wonderful, he's getting married to a woman. Um, and so the other, I was the only homosexual participant at the bachelor party. The rest of them were heterosexual and most of them were married. And one of the comments that came out of the guy's mouth was, well, if you're not going to have kids, there's no reason to get married, man. And I literally went, I raised my hand and I said, hold on. <laughs> I don't agree with that statement whatsoever because we, you know, I mean, I, and then I sort of explained myself, we've been together a long time and we're still we kids are a possibility in our future it's we have nothing set in stone but I said there is there's so much fun and beauty and uh, amazingness to be had within the confines of marriage and sharing your life with somebody if you enjoy love like the person that you're doing that with and I happen to have found someone thank God that I do so that we can make it through a bicker an argument a whatchamacallit because or, or any of those negative things because the the good stuff far outweighs that, mm. you know, and those things can be dealt with, worked with, especially because most of the time it's a communication issue, so and yeah. a, a lot of, and ninety five percent of the time it's hunger. Yeah, that's mm. usually that leads us into an you argument hungry? or bickering. Are you hungry? Yeah. That's usually the first question if we're let's arguing. Let's go guess, eat, and then we'll finish. Let's this go discussion. eat, and then we'll finish. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I mean that it's very when, mature. I love so. One of the things that I will say is the. Um, One of the downfalls in our relationship is a lack of maturity when it comes to these scenarios that you guys are talking about. You guys have a very mature way of like recognizing the situation and like handling it in like what I would say is an adult quote unquote way of dealing with the situation I feel like you and I interact with one another in a very, like... It's childish. It's very childish, mm-hmm. where it's like, no, I'm right. <laughs> no, I'm right, kind of thing like that. And it like ends up happening in like a very bizarre way. And it does become a vicious cycle of, well, if you're going to withhold that from me, then I'm not
1: going to let you play with my toys either. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like definitely that. Really well,
3: we are also speaking in hindsight. Okay. <laughs> you know, so, so fair enough that, yeah. you know, because... There were times in our relationship when he felt that I was mothering him about things and I feel sometimes like he's a big brother to me sometimes Mm. and we have those arguments. But, you know, I think an argument is a very, uh, a very rare and when they do happen, they are emotional arguments, but it's because we're both stressed out.
2: We're both passionate people. We're both very passionate people. like think and, Italian opera like that's very like uh, that's the kind of passion that goes on totally in our totally had a you know?
0: visual of your arguments yes. right there yes. I think it's really exciting. was there a cape in yours there was a cape there was a cape in mine <laughs> no mine had like a big black woman like they're all pink. that was exactly what it wait was which of week. you is that <laughs> and he raised his hand um,
3: Yes, I'm the big black woman. <laughs> All five foot five inches.
0: Of <laughs> With my bright
3: red hair sticking up on top of my head. I like it.
0: A lot okay. of black women pay a lot of money for bright red hair. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know, I will say about
2: arguing is what I've decided is I'm not interested in a bicker or an argument leading to the end of our relationship. And so we just really stop ourselves prior to getting into a place where it's going to affect the foundation of our relationship, you know, Mm. and we, we, we stop ourselves. We don't allow ourselves to go beyond where we need to go. And especially if one of us just has to recognize that we've either overreacted to something or we're just out of sorts. Mm. And so we will sometimes just take a pause and just say, you know what, we've got gotta stop this right now we can just all go here you go there and we'll
3: breathe for a little while and there's also something to say about what i myself will look at something when we get into a situation and say is it worth me fighting for this is this a fight i need to fight about right now or Mm -hmm. is this just being silly and a lot of times i will take back seat and say you know what i don't this is not that important to fight about so yes we're emotional right now but i'm I'm going to step back because it's not that important. Hmm. Are
2: you saying I make mountains out of molehills? <laughs> I mean it might be true. It's obvious. As he, as
3: he just showed me a whole article today about making Scorpios and mountains making, out of molehills. Making so. volcanoes out of
1: molehills. Wait wait, 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 guys, it. guys, is it time for a break? I
3: know,
0: right? <laughs> well, I think, all right. I think that's the thing about a relationship though, right? Is something does become very important to you and then when the other person doesn't see it as important, you're like, Well, why the fuck don't you see as it as important as I do? Mm-hmm. Like what is going on? Like, hello? Like it's one of those things. And then you end up fighting not about the actual situation, but it, right. a, a person's lack of reaction yes. or lack of reaction. reaction there is a the lot of
3: arguments that happen. How come you didn't react in a certain way that I wanted you to. And Projection. Of course. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, a lot gets me in trouble after I went back to acting school and, um, I studied with, um, Bill Esper, who's a very, one of the greatest acting teachers of our time right now. And, It's a Meisner-based studio, and it's all about looking at someone and taking from their reaction and calling out what you see in their behavior. Don't do that in real life. It's for the stage for a reason.
1: Some of us do that for a
3: living. So having an opinion about the way your partner says something to you and their body language, you just kind of have to let that one sometimes. Because when you call it out, it's more likely going to escalate.
1: Don't don't bring those eyes through the front door. That's what I always say. And
0: Tony's a very emotional human. Like, he's very emotional Mm -hmm. in comparison to me, Mm -hmm. right? And so because he's emotional, a lot of things that he has... He can over-dramatize something because what I don't necessarily... Like, what he may see... And he's making see- faces again. Y'all can't <laughs> see it. Yeah, because what he yeah. may see as, like, an eye roll or a face to... And he's like, well, you just moved your face in that situation. And I'm like, I... Because I'm trying to process what it is Thank that you, you. just I said to me. I have heard the same things. <laughs> like, I have literally <laughs> ever heard those I'm like, same I'm trying things. to process what you're saying <laughs> uh-huh. because I don't understand that. He's like, no, you gave. You're doing yep. it because you're like, and I'm like, you're not no. allowed to process it that way. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm trying to process this because you literally just accused me of X, Y, and Z, and I'm trying to understand where you would have gathered that from. Uh-huh. Like that is that is me <laughs> thinking. That's not me. Like. Assassinate you or anything of the sort, and so I'm having great difficulty in grounding
1: and understanding this experience you're talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Yeah, Tony, like, me,
0: too, me, too. Yeah. me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. Me It must be a Tony that's thing. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, it happens all the time. But I'm like. No, because if I'm going to react to something, you'll know. I'm going to react to it, and I'm not going to be shy about my reaction to it. But, like, that, I'm just confused. That's confusion. Uh That's my confused face. (laughs) (laughs) You literally
2: pulled, I feel like you pulled all those words right out of his mouth. Like, you really did. That was,
0: um I'm... you could have been talking about me with that Tony. That just it's, as easily. I have it's to say, my life experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I married him, and I love him, and I'll deal with it every day if I have to. And that's but. the thing,
3: you know. I we always say, you know who you married, mm-hmm. and so
0: yeah, yeah. It'll be what it'll be, right? Yeah, but,
3: and we will continue to be that
0: way. So you guys kind of hit on this a little bit when we were talking uh, earlier, but um, what what kind of plans did have you guys made? for your future and I don't know if that's like too personal a question Mm -hmm. to ask but like what do you see for your future like are there I know everyone you know you get married and the first thing that happens especially for females is so when are you going to start having kids and things like that right like as a gay couple and as a couple who now has the ability to adopt or get a Mm -hmm. surrogate or anything like that is that something you want is that something you don't want or yeah yeah, go ahead if you would asked us this (laughs) four years ago the
2: answer would have been we want children 100%
3: and at that time I wanted a child who was not necessarily a baby we can go back four years in time and talk about the way we spoke Mm -hmm, of this and mm -hmm. get to where you're getting to Um, I was very interested in adopting someone who was older to give them someone anyone the opportunity to have a life that was better than living in an orphanage without any parent
2: mm -hmm. that's
3: what there are plenty of kids who need the loving home and they don't necessarily have to be a baby And this is something that we were talking about very much so. I'm sorry to interrupt.
2: that's okay. Um, And then prior to, so that was prior to us starting our company. And then once we started our company and the company developed, we now kind of have 75 kids. (laughs) And we work very intensely with these kids. We're now, as of this year, we'll be working with them almost year round. So I basically spend my days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday with children. Mm. so my hard yes has become softer Um, Mm -hmm. only because it is a little bit of a relief when rehearsal is done Mm -hmm. that I get to get into my car with another adult and go home and not be responsible for young people Um, I love my job I love working with young people not
3: without saying that we are so responsible for these 75 kids and what we make sure that they hear when they're in our presence and the way we can inspire them to be better people as young adults and have healthy opinions. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that. We're not saying no. not to have responsibility for children. Mm-hmm. No, but as, but as two adult males, you
2: know, we I spend virtually five, six days a week with children. And so there's some time that I would like for myself in adult time. And yeah. so, at, so at this moment in time, that hard yes went to soft just because... We're not sure of how that's going to fit into our lives and when. Um, Financially speaking, where I think we're finally in a place to officially consider it, which is different than before. Um, And so that has changed too, is now that we're, I think, financially going to be capable of pulling off uh, an adoption of a child, because I didn't want to be raising a child on paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. That was not of interest to me. So um, it's like, Things have cleared up for us to free up the space for a child in our lives and to create a family. I think we're going to be great dads when and if we decide to bring a child into our lives. How the means of it and the timing, I couldn't tell you. But it's um, we've always been people who, if we don't know what to do, we don't do anything.
3: Mm-hmm. We wait. We're firm believers. We wait. Mm-hmm. If you in, don't know what to do. Don't do anything. Either
2: the massive signpost or the intuitive gut feeling. Mm-hmm. So when it's kind of like when you're lost. When you're lost, you don't. You you know, in the grocery store, you lost your mom. You stay where you stay put. So when we don't know what to do, we stay put.
0: a it Very. It's so. I'm like so. The parallels. It's incredible.
1: It's crazy. It's crazy
0: because you know when Tony and I first started dating one another, it was a literally I think date three was like, do you want to have children? yes, great, so do I. And if you did not want to have children, then I don't think we can date because Mm. like our goals were to have a family Mm -hmm. by the end of all of it. That was the Mm -hmm. way it was. Mm -hmm. As we've been together for almost nine years, married for almost two at this point, we no longer have a hard yes (laughs) on any of it. To use your language. And it's like, it's crazy for us like and we literally do I would say probably bi-weekly or even monthly check ins with one another where we're like is it a kid day for you Mm -hmm. and he's like I don't know how I feel like we always joke like The Sundays that we wake up at 11 o'clock because we were so exhausted from our work week and we did a bunch of errands on Saturday and did this and saw those friends and did that and all this. We wake up on Sunday. It's 11 o'clock. The dog hasn't even gone out Mm -hmm. yet. We look at each other and we're like, not a kid day. Not a kid day. It's just not a day that we would be capable of having children Mm -hmm. because this is just not going to work. But then... I don't know. Something happens, and then we are always like, "Yeah." I For think me, I it's want when I see a
1: kid. It's when I actually get to get a good look at a kid, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna steal your kid."
0: Yeah, <laughs> we have an amazing niece. My brother um, has a, a, a two year old daughter, and we are beyond obsessed with her. Like mm-hmm. she is literally the light of our lives Mm -hmm. at this point. Like, we just love her. Yeah, she's the best. Oh my god, she's just incredible and just seeing her from, like, baby to, you know, again, two-year-old now and, like, walking and talking and her excitement when we FaceTime with her, yeah. and like she's like, Uncle Mako, Uncle Tony. Like, I would like, she she gets we'll like, get it right, it's Tony, Uncle Tony, <laughs> and she just gets so excited. And like, now we're able to like converse with her, mm-hmm. and like, it's just even more magical. So we see that, and then we're like. Yeah, we could do that. Mm-hmm. But but then also there are times where we're like, yeah, we'll take you
1: for 2 weeks in the summer and then gi- and then give you <laughs> right back. Give you back. Yeah, which is crazy.
0: I also find and maybe I'm off base because I haven't lived in another uh, city or state in since I've been in this frame of mind. I also find that New York City kind of puts you off of the idea of having children a little bit more than any other place, right? Amen to that. Because um, you kind of, you look it's... around at New York
3: City and you're like, do I want to do this? So I was a Manny last year. I mm, had okay. two kids, an mm-hmm. eight-year-old and an eight-month-old, and I was with them for an entire year.
1: Hey, y'all. We cannot thank you enough for taking the time to listen to our podcast and for allowing us to be a part of your life. If you love Relationship, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pod Relationship for even more content and information. If you have any relationship questions or topics that you'd like for us to discuss on the podcast, email us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com. We will read your questions on the air, share our thoughts, and offer guidance based on our experiences. Please don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher. If you're a fan of the show... Leave us a five-star rating and give us a great review. Your support is much appreciated. On behalf of Marco and myself, I want to sincerely thank you for listening. And now, back to the show.
0: And now it's time for our listeners' situations. That's right. Send your relationship questions or comments to relationshipquestions at gmail.com. Tony and I will read your emails here on the show and do our very best to give some guidance. And you will believe God is a woman. (laughs) (laughs) You might not. (laughs) Um, All right. Here you go. Okay. It says,
1: um, hi guys, I've been listening to your podcast for the last three months and I find it fascinating. Oh, well, thank you. We are very fascinating. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a 31 year old guy with a Latino background currently living in Australia. Oh, oh, greetings. oh greetings from down under. Yeah, I mean. Lots of people have said where they're from, but some people didn't. So I don't know if this is our first international uh, email or not, but it's definitely the first one that has identified itself as international. So we're crossing borders, y'all. I like it. I have been dating guys for the last four years. Before that, I was in very long-term relationships with girls. Since then, I've been struggling with the way that gay guys manage relationships. I kind of feel like there is no commitment or faithfulness involved. I've had two partners over the last three years, and it has not been a pleasant experience, to be honest. The first one was dishonest with me as he was communicating with people he had hooked up with before while he was in a relationship with me. We had a conversation, and I said I wouldn't be in the relationship with him if he kept doing that. Things did not change, so I made the call and stopped the relationship, even though I still cared for him very much. Mm. That must have been tough. After this, I felt very lonely and devastated, and I kind of regretted ending the relationship. Now, I feel it was the right decision because I know now that I will never be happy with him. Okay. After three months, I met a new person who is currently who I am currently in a relationship with. Um, he was a nice guy at the beginning, but I kind of sensed I could not trust him. He ended up cheating on me and being dishonest also. However, even though I am not sure that I want to be with him, I am still living with him since we have money things and stuff going on regarding accommodation. I just feel very bad because I care about him Uh, I am putting up with something that I don't want to, so there's a lot of anger and sadness that I'm holding up. Um, I've talked about this, uh, but he thinks I have to forgive him because he wants to preserve the relationship and thinks that I should give him the relationship uh, another go. He also lied to me about the person he was in the past. He mentioned sleeping with some people, but now after 18 months together, I found out he was a very promiscuous man and that does not make me proud of being with him. His excuse for not telling the whole truth is basically he felt I would not be with him and a lot of judgment will come his way. I just think I need a bit of guidance because before listening to the podcast, I was thinking I am very judgmental and I was wrong. I just want to find a gay relationship with the same values of a straight relationship. Again, guys, the podcast is amazing and I really admire the relationship that you have um, and the great job uh, provided to the gay community. Sincerely.
0: Did he say we could say his name? I would just say his first name. So, Alan. Awesome. Right. Do you mind if I take this to, like, start with? Well, since you have more
1: similar experience to what he has than I, yes, please go right ahead. Sure.
0: I mean, I think that, um, Alan, you're right. The gay community does not respect relationships the way that a traditional heterosexual relationship does, right? And that's kind of... It's kind of why we're doing this podcast, right? Mm -hmm. It's because we kind of wanted to be another voice for that entire situation, right? We wanted to be able to say, hey, like, guess what? There are some gays out here that actually do value a monogamous relationship, a commitment and things like that to one another. So I think it's really important. Um, There's an amazing episode that we created and it was called One Plus One. And I think that um, the whole concept behind that episode was basically like being one whole person. So then that way, when you're with another whole person, like that will make the relationship. I'm a little concerned that I don't feel like you have completely understood who you are within gay culture yet. And you're jumping into relationships because you think you're supposed to. My advice would be to take a break. Now, I know this current relationship that you're in, it sounds like you guys are living together and that's where the problem is coming in because you don't trust him and then you have some issues with his past, which we'll talk about in just a moment. But the problem really lies in the fact that you guys are living together and it's really, really difficult to break up. I always say that here in New York City. I don't know why couples would start living with one another because trying to find an apartment in New York City is a bitch. (laughs) And if you are like in a relationship and you break up with one another, it's a problem. So I don't know what it's like in Australia, but I can only imagine that it's not as simple as, oh, okay, let's break up and I'm moving into a new apartment. So I get that. But I would challenge you to do that. I would say that you really need to figure that out. I don't know what's going on with your job or with your living situation or with your ability to um, be on your own or by yourself by means of like li- your living situation, but whatever it is that you need to do to make that happen, I suggest you-, you figure it out. I think you really need this time away from this person so that you can really f- understand what it is that you want and need out of this relationship, um, or any relationship going forward before you do that. Now I will say that I do find you to be a teeny bit judgmental. Um, you are new to the gay game. And so I can understand how your, uh, experience is a little bit, I don't know, less than, than your partner, your current partner. Um, But anything that has happened in the past does not matter for the present, right? Like, that kind of stuff like who they've slept with and how many people they've slept with is not really your responsibility to police. That is not something good. Now I will say if you have really strong feelings about it, then you probably should not be with him because he can't go about living his life knowing that you secretly hate him because he has slept with multiple people. Um, That's not nice. It's not very kind and it's not a good feeling. But I will say that you are going to be very hard-pressed to find another gay person that um, doesn't have a similar background. It is going to be very challenging. Now, if you find somebody that is new to being gay, like you, you may have the ability to find that situation. But that within itself is a whole other struggle, right? Like that's a whole other challenge that you're going to have to have. So I would to wrap it up in a bow on my end, I would say, I think you should take a break from this guy. And I think that you should find a way to m- move out and move on and try to figure out and be alone and be by yourself and figure out who you are within the community and what you value. Um, get yourself involved in some activities and, 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 like special interest type stuff that really makes you happy and makes you feel full um, because hopefully fingers crossed, you'll find somebody within that scenario that will um, that you may be able to have a relationship with. but don't do that for a while until you're able to like put yourself together, feel good about who you are and what it is that you're looking for. And then once that happens, you'll you'll be in a good position. Um, I d- again, do feel like you're being very judgmental towards your partner right now and that's not very kind, um, especially if you claim that you love this person. Um, Loving them means that you love all of them. And so you have to be able to accept even those not very good things that you don't really enjoy about them. Um, And you have to find a way to do that. So if you're incapable of doing that, um, which, again, is completely understandable and completely fine. And I'm not saying that you should change the way you feel about the situation. Um, But I will say that the person that you're supposed to be with you would not care about that stuff. Like if you loved somebody so much and cared about them so much, you would just be okay with that. It would be something that you wouldn't have to even think twice about. It wouldn't be something that you would have to write a letter to a a couple of queers in New York city that have a podcast you you wouldn't be asking their opinion about that situation because you would say, you know what? I do tend to be judgmental and I do tend to have an opinion about stuff like that. And I know that you are totally on the opposite end of what it is that I've set forth and what I envisioned for myself, but for whatever reason, I fucking love (laughs) you. And, and I can get, and I can get past that. Um, you would have been, but it doesn't sound like you're able to do that. So if you're not able to do that, then I think you have your answer. Okay. Um, for me,
1: you know, I think you have a lot of opportunities to look at some things and I'm not going to say whether you should or shouldn't live with this person. I, the only thing I will say is it sounds like there's a growing pattern of dishonesty, uh, that the people you're with, um, are portraying and you deserve honesty. And if you were to make a decision in either direction, honesty would have to be a requirement, um, in, in my opinion, because um, you deserve that, and you're not getting it, and it seems like that's the problem. What I will say is um, that you um, you have a, a chance to look inward at what is motivating you for these things, right? So you have um, someone who was dishonest, and you broke it off that that's good. You you got cheated on. You drew a line in the sand. You said, this is not for me. You may have another opportunity with this relationship, which if I'm understanding the timeline that you've presented correctly, three months after one relationship, you got into another one. And 18 months into that relationship, you're so intermeshed with each other that you have no choice but to continue to live together after you've broken up. And again, regardless of what you decide to do with the relationship, I might take a look at why only 3 months went by um and maybe because you uh, it seems like have come out a little bit later um maybe that's part of the reason um but then also why after however long together like looking at the timeline of the enmeshment of those critical things like your finances you know how much time passed before you let those things get to that level um and i'm not saying like you know boo on you or anything like that like but But what did you do um, that you could do differently in the future to protect yourself a little better? And I'm not saying that you should be worried about the other shoe dropping or building up a shield or protecting uh, yourself at the um, detriment of, you know, actually being open to love. But there are things that you can do to to enjoy a healthy, loving relationship with someone that doesn't involve um, getting that wrapped up where you don't have a choice if things don't go well. Um, and again, there's not a ton of detail, but it seems like things are wrapped up together enough to where you can't move because maybe you all both signed the lease and neither one of you can afford it um, alone or maybe something else. You know, Maybe you bought something. I I'm not sure. Um, but I would just say take a look at that and let that be a lesson for you as well um, so that you know the next time um, to not let that happen to you. Um, you know, I agree with Marco. Uh, a break might not be a bad idea. And again, I'm not saying that you should end this relationship with this person, but I think that the value there uh, is very strong, Uh, the the taking the time to be with just yourself. Um, Whether that is while you're with this person and you're just really trying to focus on yourself or whether you're just saying, I'm not going to date for a while. um, You know, that's often what is recommended is to just take some time, go slow. I have some friends who do some really interesting things um which I'm normally not a big fan of arbitrary date setting uh you know I'll have kids by 35 or whatever anything like that but I do think that in certain circumstances like yours having an arbitrary date setting might be a good thing like okay if I'm going to date someone I'm not going to have sex with them for at least However, many days, weeks, months, whatever you decide. And no matter what happens, that's the rule. Because if you're upfront about that rule, a person who actually likes you for you and who wants you, um, as opposed to some image of you or another notch in their belt or whatever, they're going to be like, all right, I'll wait. Um, you know, look at this lesson of this enmeshment financially that's going on and maybe just say, no matter how good it is, I will not move in with someone. Uh, for at least a year and if I think I'm going to want to move in with them I will have enough money set aside to move out if things don't work like you protect yourself you go in but you go in with your eyes open Mm -hmm. Um, so your eyes and your heart can both be open Uh, it doesn't have to just be one Um, I would say reach out like you've done here reach out to your community reach out to your friends reach out to the, the support network that you have Um, And if you don't have one, um, really look at making that. You didn't say where you live in Australia, but uh, from what I know, there are some places where being gay is really, really difficult in Australia, and there are some places where it's a little bit more supported. So I'm not sure which one you're in, um, but I would say look at growing your natural support network. And it doesn't have to be gay people, um, but just look at growing your natural support network so that you can talk to talk to people as opposed to just getting a one-sided response. You know, this is sort of two monologues passing in the night. Um, And I think being able to look at someone who cares about you and speak to them and have them speak back to you and you react to that, you know, just having an actual dialogue I think would be really helpful. Um, Do not give up. Um, there, There are, there, gay culture has not been supported in its own history to be healthy. And to have monogamy and to feel worthy of having that. And that's often what it actually comes down to is a feeling of worthiness um, for a lot of people, especially a lot of gay men. Um, So knowing that you are fighting an uphill battle, but know that there is a top of the hill and that there are plenty of people up there. Mm -hmm. Um, There are people who've never struggled with their sense of values and what they wanted. Um, You know, there are people who had taken some time to figure out what they want, but there's lots of people who think like you, who you will be attracted to, who will be attracted to you and who will respect you and not uh, be deceitful uh, to you. So that would be my suggestion is hang in there. Absolutely. Thank you so much for writing and for listening to the show. That was that was a a wonderful um, touching email to receive. It was.
0: It was great. I'm glad that we are reaching people yeah it's really exciting the whole point right absolutely all right we are going to take a short very very short break um we'll see you guys in a bit so that's gonna do it for this week's episode thanks for tuning in and being a part of this really important conversation Be sure to
1: follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Podrelationship. And don't forget to subscribe
0: and rate us. Feel free to tell all your friends how great this show is. (laughs) You guys can also email us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments that you'd like us to address here on the show. I'm looking at you other continents. We need something from Asia, we need something from Europe, we need something from South America, we need it everywhere.
1: if you're in the new york city area please don't forget to join our group on meetup.com for more relationship
0: content and activities tony and i are going to harass those ears next week and remember try not to flip your shit